and welcome back to the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. It's Lockie and Dan here with the Round 14 review. Lockie, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks, mate. Cheering. Jake Avrilo, what a king saviour this week. Yeah. Oh, God. I was looking like I've got to have a very poor score until uh, the game just gone. Um, yeah. yeah. He did very well. Two tries to his name. Um, that, that first one, the little dummy and run, and left Jack DeBellin on the floor. I love that. What a man. What a man he is. <laughs> But we'll get to that. Let's, let's dive straight into it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll start off with the Manly and Cowboys game, which uh, started on the Friday night, the early game. Uh, how'd you see it? Yeah, the main game, as um, as, as Tom, Tom would, would say. Have said. Yep. Uh, no, he was not a happy man watching this game. But um, yeah, let's jump into it. I'll talk about Manly, um, I think, just to start off with. Um, yeah, look, a lot of big scores here from this Manly team, uh, just scrolling through. Um, you know, Ruben Garrick had a big one. He had probably game of his life, um, 86 points um, at fullback as well, including a try. Um, he's had a ton of run meters, 324 run meters and several tackle breaks, so that's huge for him. Um, who else went big? Oh, DCE, I guess. Um, you know, 122 um, scores around, three try assists, but, you know, I think the big thing for him was 13 tackle breaks. Um, yeah. No huge. one could wrap him up. Yeah, he also um, had six offloads to go with that, though, which is pretty six crazy. offloads, yeah, it's ridiculous. So I think he was, ta- you know, a bit of pent-up frustration from Origin into this game, which is um, fair enough, I guess. But, yeah, translated to fantasy. So if you captained him this week, you'd be cheering. Yeah, he doesn't normally get those kinds of tackle breaks or even offloads in a game. Like, that's basically 50 points to his name there that he wouldn't get in a normal game. So that's obviously where it all came from. Yep, exactly. So, oh, good for him um, and good for his fantasy owners. Um, otherwise, decent scores from the likes of Lachlan Croker, Marty the Man, Ola Kawatu, Carl Lawton. Um, yeah, so I suppose you take that from all of them if you're an owner of any of them. Uh, yeah. Um, and Ben Trebojevic slowly getting more minutes as we go along, but nothing um, nothing that's showing signs of a pickup just yet. Yeah, I guess the main one I guess that most people would have as a, a cash cow in this Manly team is uh, Saab. He's got a, a nine, basically no attacking stats coming his way in a 50-point game with uh, no turbo. Um, Justice. Yeah. <laughs> he's probably, what, we're saying he's made his cash now and he's a he's a sell? Yes, absolutely. He, he shouldn't have had him in this team when he started going good, to be fair. So, um, <laughs> look, yeah, I'd be selling right now if you haven't yeah. already. Um, he's in far too many teams. I think he was just a placeholder, but absolutely Cash um, get someone who's basement price. Um, if you like Bailey Simons or something like that, just jump in someone. <laughs> get, just yeah, absolutely. Cash out. Yeah, nineteen percent of teams own him. That's uh, yeah, a few too many, and not going to be that many after this round. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I was going to say Morgan Harper, your boy, had his first yeah. um, first disappointing score in a little while. Um, four missed tackles and an error. Um, so even with those, he's only making sort of a twenty odd. So um. He's just not making the tackles that he normally would. He's only in the single digits. So, um, yeah, bit, you know, a bit of a poor performance for him. But I guess, you know, when your team's dominating by that much, <laughs> someone's got to get all the attacking stats and it happened to be Rumi Garrick and DC, I suppose. Yeah, he didn't seem like he was in a lot of the play, uh, Morgan Harper. It was kind of going more the opposite side of the field towards, you know, Suli. Um And who's on that other wing? Jeez. Brad Parker. Brad Parker, yeah. Okay, yeah, so, a double. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So... They really Harper and Saab didn't really get any of the attacking stats at all, so um, that's okay. It'll it'll probably come for Harper. I mean, as a center, you know, sometimes you get these bad scores, but um, you just kind of got to go through them. Yeah, Went yeah, that's back after Origin. <laughs> Still won't be fancy at all, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's a, he's a decent pod center. Um, but anyway, talking about this Cowboys team, look, there wasn't really much um, to them. I think the main ones were. Um, that most people would have would be Scott Drinkwater. <clears throat> he uh, smashed out a 40, which is good. Had three try assists and was in like all of the Cowboys tries. So that was good to see uh, for him, even with Dearden in the game. Um, he was, you know, contributing probably the most and did have more kick meters than Dearden as well. So that's really good to see that he's still keeping up those stats if you've got him. Um, the other one is ha- the hammer. So he did get a try, but he's also just he's just breaking the line for fun. He had three line breaks, obviously didn't um, convert them all to tries, but um, yeah, he actually looks like a very good attacking center for the Cowboys. It looks like he's picking up some decent stats. So he's a decent pot option. I'd look out for as like a center winger fullback uh, 
uh, dual position player as well. He's I not think too bad. they're looking at him for uh, potentially for Origin as well. So that's something just to be a little wary of if you decide to go the way of Hammer. I rate him. He's going against everything that I've said at the start of the year. He's proven me wrong big time. I said he'd be terrible sort of defensively uh, in the centres, and he's actually holding his own a little bit. He's put on a bit of size, and um, in attack, he's breaking actually breaking tackles, not just being used as a you know chip over the top and let him run onto a sort of player. So um, no, it's good to see him hit this sort of you know form, I suppose you'd say, and. Um, yeah, being a potential option if you see him as a long-term option. That um, yeah, not a bad pickup. Just um, be wary of Origin selection potentially. Yeah, I can't believe he's in the frame for Origin that quickly. That's that's very good for him. Um, mm. And then the obvious one is uh, Tamalolo, your boy. What do you what do you make of him? Oh, cry. Yeah, look, I don't know he's getting the minutes, so I'm not ridiculously worried by he just he's making a few less tackles than he normally would he made 21 tackles he's you know normally he'd probably make around the 30 but um no tackle breaks i think was also the big thing for him as well um you know they they didn't really give him heaps of room i found like they didn't give him a lot of early balls actually was trying to say and um let him use a little bit of footwork and palm off a couple of players which he's good at so you know what look if you're a Tom owner I wouldn't be too worried by this because that's purely base um base stats right there zero attacking so at least you know that if he gets you know any sorts of attacking stats he's hitting you know 50s plus very comfortably so uh, look he's getting the minutes and that's um yeah they're, yeah, they're not going to get like 50 put on them every week so I think um or, or who knows? Maybe they will. Um, lucky for here, actually. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> um, yeah. Look, I think. Yeah, you're right. That's pre- pretty much base stats. He's also got a couple of missed tackles. If he gets, you know, around 60 minutes, maybe gets, you know, 10 more minutes on the park, he'll, you know, get closer to a 50 with some attacking stats as well. So, um, Did you watch not... this game. As soon as he went off the field, Cowboys sort of went to shit. So yeah, um, lost that I... momentum that they had. Yeah. Yeah, they could potentially give him more minutes in the future. I don't know. They might just change the way they rotate. He might play the first forty, go off for you know twenty in the second, the first twenty in the second half, or something like that, and um, come up for the last twenty. I don't know, but something's got to sort of change there because you know they are all they can't rely on him unless he you know plays eighty, which you know he'd love to see. Yeah, I'd say it's not a bad sign that he's scoring like 39 in this game. Um, but I guess good signs for coaches that the fact that he's losing so much cash, cause he's going to keep losing cash with scores like this, but um, hopefully like post origin when, um, you know, you're trying to set up your team, Tom Lolo comes good and he might be a decent, um, you know, cut price keeper at that point. Yeah, I agree. Excellent. Anyway, moving on to the next game, which is the, probably the best game of the lot uh, this weekend. Loved watching this one. Um, Sharks v Panthers. Uh, Sean Johnson field goal, getting the win for the Sharkies. How'd you see it? Yeah, it was actually a cracking game of footy. Um, yeah, look, Sharks, Sharks getting the chocolates. It was good to see. Um, you know, I my highlight of this game was that Matt Moyle and oh, <laughs> dry, yeah, galloping was, through the middle. <laughs> yeah, did not look fast at all, and I was so concerned for his hammy. But look, oh, yeah. he, he got there in the end, dove like three meters before the line, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. You know, sort of the big fantasy talking points are um, Sean Johnson, I suppose. Um, you know, that's his second, second or third 50-plus score uh, in a row, so that's huge. Uh, with a try, so bolstered his way to a... Um, he scored to a 71 um, in 80 minutes, so that's great. Um, great for him. Aiden Tolman was solid as ever with a 55 from 69 minutes. Nice. Um, otherwise, Toby Rudolph as well with a 58. So his, um, his fantasy score has been interesting this year, but... You know, as well, Wade Graham, cop, uh, HIA, um, another yeah. another head knock, which um, you hate to see, sort of opens the door for someone to come in and play second row. Um, you know, maybe they bring in Talakai to play second row or something along those lines. So, um, yeah, just more fantasy potential there, I guess, if um, if he comes in and starts playing decent minutes because he's a tackle-breaking machine, Talakai. So, otherwise, there's not much um, more to talk about. Um, Everyone else was a little disappointing. Jesse Ramian, um, 41. It, it's it's solid. Um, line break, a few tackle breaks. Um, I think you take that from the centre. Right? Yeah, you take it. Um, yeah, I guess you'd take that. I mean, most of the centres are probably averaging around the, the 25 to 30 mark, which is, you know, not great for the low-end centres. So you, anyone that's scoring above 40 is probably a Yeah, it's keeper centre. Yeah. So yeah, and- yeah, that's good for him. I think we're talking about Johnson a bit um, on the TLT pod um, that came out on Friday of all days. Um, mm. But he 
I think he's probably the best pod option to go for leading up to the end of the season. Just the fact that he plays round 17 and just getting all the stats, like not even the the try or the field goal or anything like that. Just the 600 kick meters is what I'm looking at. That is a huge stat. If he yeah, can keep always... that up, like, yeah, he's going to be a, a great pod to have. I agree 100% with Matt Moylan, partner in the halves. He um He's not going to do a whole lot of kicking. So that's probably something that's, you know, maybe not that much, but... Um, something that's going to happen regularly. Sean Johnson doing all the kicking goals as well. If they're dominating, that's just an extra few points for him there. Um, yeah, he looks good, Sean Johnson. He's finding a little bit of mojo and building some combo, so it's good to see. Yeah, absolutely. And then on the opposite uh, end of the field with the Panthers, Matt Burton came away with a pretty good score in the end, was looking a bit rough at halftime, but um, managed to score two tries and have a try assist as well in that second half of the Panthers and was in basically everything that they did coming back into the game with a 77. Um, and as well, 470 kick meters. So he did a, a much more of the kicking than Tyra May did, obviously. Uh, and Coruscant as well with a 70 from the 80 minutes, making you know 50 odd tackles. 100 meters did uh, did very well at um, at number nine at hooker there. Uh, would you? Are you still seeing him as a as a pickup before Origin <sighs> finishes, or how do you? How I do you really want to say yes. Um, look, this score is I don't know. Happy Coruscant has kind of been killing me a little bit. I really want to pick him up. Um, he's well down on price uh, and a 17, 80 minutes, 17, 80 minutes is great. But um, look at their bench. They've got, uh, man, they've got Mitch Kennedy. Where, Mitch Kennedy, come on. Um, I don't know. He didn't come on at all. He played the full 80, like Coruscant. Mitch, so. Yeah, Mitch Kennedy came on and must have played um, lock, I'd say, because Jermaine Hopgood, yep. I think Jermaine Hopgood copped a HIA or an injury of some sort. And so that's why he only played the 28 minutes. Um, I'd say Mitch Kennedy played there. But, you know, I'm still concerned about Abby Coruscant's minutes and the whole reason he got that, you know, 70, 70 points was because he made bulk tackles in 80 minutes. Yeah. Um, so, look, still worried and dangerous pickup. But, look, it depends how you see it. Tyra May will eventually go back to the um, to the bench and, you know, always threat to take minutes off him. Depends on how the Panthers are going, I suppose. Yeah, like Coruscant is going to be a really popular pickup. Like he's uh, obviously bottomed out and he's going to go up in price now at 620k. Um, he's only going to go up in price. Like I don't think he'll get any lower than that this season. But the risk is when Cleary's back, when Luai's back, you know, all the players are back and Burton moves to centers, Tyron May goes to the bench. What's what's his minute situation, like you said, going to be like? So um, good signs, but yeah, still a bit worrying for, for Coruscant if he doesn't get the minutes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Outside of that, I think uh, pretty standard scores for most of the Panthers. Crichton got a 36. If you have him, not too bad. Edwards with a 33 is wing a fullback. You know, you get that every now and then. He'll have a big score and then a small, uh, a lower score. Um, but I guess Paul Momorowski is probably the one that, um, if you're still holding on to him, might be a, a bit of a sell, one to look at getting rid of. Still in 5% of teams, but um, only managing a 17 this week. So, um, yeah, not not great signs for him. Didn't get many meters. Only had a couple of tackle busts and didn't really make any tackles at all on that at that center. Copped a HIA. Um, Forty six minutes in, he very nearly got knocked out by someone, uh, someone from the Sharks. I don't remember who it was. Um, so that'd also contribute to his to his low score. But yeah. I I would also I agree with you there. Trade him out sort of at that round seventeen by bringing in someone who can play and um, assuming you've got a couple of keeper centers to to fall back on. Yeah, I think if he was probably on the field for that second half, he probably would have got a few more attacking stats. But yeah, just because he wasn't there, like he obviously struggled in that first half and the Sharks dominated. So I guess that probably led to his low scores. But um, yeah, still one to keep an eye on just because if he's a cash cow and you don't see him as the center long term, which he probably isn't, right? He doesn't keep that center spot with Crichton and Burton ahead of him. Yeah, I highly doubt it. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's, which is fine. Look, Burton's going to be, he's, he's proven himself to be a gun, so he'll come back into that center spot nicely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyway, moving on to the uh, first Saturday game with the Titans playing the Roosters. Oh, what a roller coaster this game was! Uh, absolutely phenomenal second half to watch. Um, yeah, did you did you get a chance to watch this game? I did, and it was it was a roller coaster. It was frustrating, but you know I had a cracking time watching it. Actually, um. God, imagine how many teams had uh, bloody Crichton as captain. Yeah, yeah, a few would have, um, <laughs> cheeky pod, but, you know. <laughs> that first half, absolutely shitting your pants, I'm sure. <laughs> not make a tackle to save himself, which is frustrating. He missed, he missed 11 tackles. What is yeah. doing, Angus? <laughs> Could have ended the game with an 80-plus score, and yeah, geez, that's huge. <laughs> look, it is what it is, but look, looking at this Roosters team, um, a few very, very handy scores. Matt Ikevalu, not that he's overly fantasy relevant, but... Um, 
racing the bat with a ton there with a couple of tries. Joey Manu looked excellent at fullback. Um, and he's I think he's coming in as a as a good uh center option as well. Keep a center if you you know need to bring someone in. Um now did. <laughs> the big question I know I stuffed this up the other day. The Roosters, did they play last week? They did not. So um, he'd be someone I would also <laughs> potentially be looking at bringing in for your next buy round if you can afford him. I think he'd be cheeky pod. Um, he's owned by you know four or five percent. I'd say maybe up to ten, but nowhere over. So I'd still say he's a good option. Um, and yeah, he's a little lower on cash than he. He's a little cheaper than he normally is. So um, yeah, that's good for him. Um, Sam Walker, yeah, twenty eight. Um, you know, did his shoulder. So went off for the while, came back on the field, but you know, twenty eight with a try and two tries. This is very worrying signs for him. Um, you should probably have gotten rid of him already. So um, yeah, now's a, still a good time to do it. Lockie Lamb, um, Tom's big on him. I know that, and he um, smashed it with a sixty with just a try assist and um, yeah, a few points across the board. A couple of tackle breaks, a line break. Um, did all yeah. the kicking, or did most of the kicking. So that's big for him. He did a lot of the work when Walker went off and. We've been saying it a lot, right? They're kind of sharing the workload between them, but Lamb's kind of taking more of that long kicking responsibility, whereas Walker's doing more of the the playmaking, close to the line kind of attacking. Um, but if if we see Lamb, you know, take a bit more control of the team, he generally gets a lot more of the points and the stats going his way, like we saw in this game, like when Walker went off and Lamb was doing most of the work, it it showed with his sixty points um, by the end of the game, which is good signs for him and anyone that actually held on to him. Yeah, I agree. Um, apart from that, though, it's sort of much, much. Angus Crichton was solid. 61 um, is your take it, but it could have been a lot better. Um, but yeah, so otherwise, Jared will be here. I guess it's worth yeah. mentioning. Played 80 minutes at prop with the 70. So um, yeah, otherwise, um, yeah, you can talk about the Titans if you don't have any more to anything more to talk about. Yeah, look, uh, that's a good point you make on Hargreaves there. He actually played... Uh, 80 minutes last week as well against the Raiders. Um, didn't score 70, though. Only scored 39, which is crazy to consider, like, how much work he must have got through um, in 80 minutes as a front rower. But, um, yeah, interesting that he, you know, his points didn't show last week, but this week it actually showed that he, you know, put in a lot of work. Um, do you, were you one of the owners that picked up uh, Suwali? I was not, no. Yeah, I bet you that... that uh, that score makes you feel really happy. The fact that you didn't pick him up as a cheapie, <laughs> only yep, scoring eight. Yes. <laughs> no, look, he missed eight tackles, tackles, and an error. So, uh, yeah, I guess he's still going to be a hold um, for the moment, just until again. Oh, uh, you know, he'll play the next buy round, so it's a handy play to play. Um, I, I guess the only thing here is he might he'll lose his spot next week if uh, Tedesco comes back and Manu back to the. Back yes, and a roll and Suwali, but you know you should have all your Origin players come back. So if you can, just let him sit on your bench. I probably would, um, just as a cover and you know cheeky player playing round seventeen, and then palm him off if you can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyway, moving on to the Titans team. Um, no surprises here, but uh, Fogarty had a had a huge game and a huge hand in that second half with two tries and two try assists. Uh, played very well to get the Titans back into the game, but unfortunately they just fell short. He scored a ninety-two. Um, that's one of his big games. I think he's been really short on the scores, right? He's been scoring around the 30s, right? He's been inconsistent. Yeah. He'll get like a yep. 61 week and then he'll get a, a round or two of 30s and then he'll get a 90. So, you know. Exactly. Yeah, 600. I think he's what, 600, 630. Maybe he's almost up to 700 now. I'm not entirely sure. But um, he, yeah, it's roller coaster, Jamal Fogarty. So I guess you buy him at a risk, but, you know, this can happen. So, yeah, you know, I still don't mind him personally. Yeah. Titans can score points, and when they do, Fogarty benefits, basically. Yeah. So, um, and he's the dominant half, Ash Taylor, as yeah. I don't know if you've watched this game, but Ash Taylor looked, he was not in anything. Um, oh, no, he wasn't. Fogarty looked good. Which is pretty pretty good signs for Fogarty. I mean, if you see Brimson, because there's a lot of talk of Brimson, you know, moving from fullback into 5'8", and them trying to trying to play Campbell a bit, because Campbell was very good in this game as well. Mm. Um, that's definitely a possibility with Ash Taylor's form even since coming back he hasn't been great very hot and cold so um definitely a possibility but yeah keep an eye on that one see how that plays out uh outside of that uh jared wallace scored 63 an uncharacteristic score from him i wouldn't be looking him to him into him fantasy wise but um the main fantasy ones were uh tino with a 61 and a try which was pretty good to see him um 
across the line and David Fafita with 55 from only 35 minutes, which is insane. But um, yeah, that comes with 12 tackle busts um, to his name as well, which is uh, pretty good for him. I mean, if he plays even close to 60 minutes, he could have been on for close to 100 here. <laughs> he yeah, was uh, breaking tackles very frequently in that second half. Mm. Um, also, Tyron Peachy as well scored 51. And actually your boy, uh, Brian Kelly, got up into a into a decent score with 52 with a try to his name as well. So <laughs> He um, was due. <laughs> Yeah, you you were riding him. You really wanted him to to actually put up a good score, so he became fantasy relevant. But this is just one of those scores. It's one out of a million kind of games for him. I don't think he's scored above fifty this season, has he? Uh, look, once or twice. He's not going to be fantasy relevant this year. Unfortunately, he's not hit the yeah. form that um he has shown or that I expected from him. So that's right. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, outside of that, I think that's pretty much it for this uh this game. Unless you got anything else. No, look, I, I just wanted to touch again on Jaden Campbell. I thought he looked really good, as you said. And if he um, retains his fullback role and Brimo does go into six, um, then he's a very handy pickup, um, you know, a cash-out player, um, still sitting below 300K, I'm pretty sure. So, um, it's well, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see what happens come TLT for um, next round. I do think that Brimo will just go straight into that number one, uh, back into the fullback yeah. spot. Um but if that was something to happen, um, he's a handy Julie as well. So it would be a cheeky yeah. pickup. Jeez, I don't know about you, but I uh, when uh, Tedesco got ruled out and I was I was fretting on uh, Jaden Campbell to play because I did not have any trades left. So thank God he played. Otherwise, I could have been in shambles this week. Did you play with 17 or 16? 16, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Still went up in rank though. So I'm assuming a lot of people's probably had similar issues. Yeah, I... 100%. I didn't play for six cents, but I also went up by a couple thousand spots. So, love to oh, see. Oh, excellent. Love yeah. that. Uh, anyway, moving on to the Rabbitohs Knights game, which was the other Saturday afternoon game. Uh, Rabbitohs looked pretty dominant. Um, that that edge of Johnson and Gagai, well, even though Gagai didn't play, um, yeah. that edge proved uh, pretty pretty handy. Um, Latrell going back to his old ways as well, which is good to see. Um, yeah, did you get a chance to watch this one? I did. And look, if if I'm honest, I thought that the Knights dominated pretty much that whole first half. Um, they just couldn't, you know, convert it into points. I think it was something like 12-10 going into mm. half time. The Knights were pretty good. Um, but, you know, just, again, struggled to um, put the points on the board. But, um, yeah, look, diving straight into it, um, talking about the Rabbits. Look, the trail looked all right. He looked a little tired, if I'm honest. So, I don't... I think, oh, he absolutely. Pushed, Jeez. I think he got pushed <laughs> to an edge at one point and played sort of in centers or played in the wing and um, just let him sit out there for a little while. So his um, score of 42 was very handy for someone who was probably only in it for half a game. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, look, that he, first half, he looked gassed. He didn't do yes. anything. Every time the long kick came to him, he just offloaded it to one of his wingers and just sat back, really. But, I mean, yeah. you can expect that from a from an origin game, after an origin game of his um, his showing as well. Yeah, looked a little slow, um, lacked a bit of speed. I don't know, going from watching him at Origin burn Xavier Coates to this game where he couldn't really outrun you know anyone from the Knights, I think yeah. um, I think he just sort of his little gas. But you know he'll look forward to a maybe a bit of a rest this week and um, be fresh for for next weekend. Um, but yeah, forty two from him is not terrible. Um, look, Alex Johnson, not again that um, he's someone that I would go near. Three tries for him is. Um, very handy. Um, otherwise, Adam Reynolds pumping out another good score, 64, um, 22 tackles with no, sorry, 20, yeah, 22 tackles with no misses and 488 kick meters. So handy. Still a cheeky point of difference um, half option and we'll play the next buy round. So not a bad option there if you if you pick him up, um, if I'm honest. And otherwise, no one more that I really want to talk about from this nice, um, from this nice, from the Rabbitohs team. Um, yeah, yeah. Cameron Murray sort of would have would have been. I think would have had a good game um, here if he managed to play. Yeah, play I think so Yeah. Otherwise, that's about it. I think. Yeah. So on this night's team, uh, Daniel Safidi backed up Origin with an actual, absolutely stellar game. Scored sixty-two points uh, in fantasy, but one hundred and sixty run meters and thirty tackles is a pretty decent effort from a bloke that was playing big minutes in Origin as well. So um, good on him for backing up and played a very good game with that as well. Um, Jake Clifford's probably the most interesting one, I think, from this night's team for me, um, outside of, you know, Braley and Watson, which we'll get to in a second. Um, 58 points to, for him, um, only had one try assist, but those kick meters, 660 kick meters, 
Um, obviously, because Watson's in the halves with him, he doesn't really have another another halves partner that has a, a decent boot, I'd say, on him. Um, how do you see him as a potential pot option going forward? Because he's only, you know, 500k odd. Um, do you think he's going to get those kind of stats each week, or what do, what do you see him as? I'm going to say he's a huge trap. Mitchell Pierce is tipped to come back this week, and he'll come back and do majority of the kicking. Um, you know, not that Jake Clifford's kicking was terrible. Um, Mitch Pierce is much better. So I think he comes in and takes the majority of those kick meters. Um, and you'll see that Jake Clifford's going to rely purely on base stats, um, you know, tackles. And he was not great defensively. I'm not really sold on him yeah, as, no. a, as a defensive player. So he missed what missed four tackles and let in a couple of tries. Um, actually, everything was down his edge that was scored. So, um, yeah, I don't like it. Don't like it at all. For yep. that sort of money, I would much rather spend the spend the money elsewhere. Absolutely correct. Um, with Pierce comes a couple of other players, right? As well, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Pong is due back this week, and as is um, who else? They're missing someone else. Meant to come back in. That might have been it. I might be Tom Porkies. Uh, well, Frizzell's also coming back in a couple of weeks' time as well. So their their team's basically going to be at full strength come uh, cool. at the end of the Origin season as well. I don't know about Frizzell. He's got another, what, month out or so? Or he's, what, missed one game. Yeah. Wasn't it meant to be I like think two it was to four? four to six. Four to six. Yeah, okay. It's so surgery, on, it. surgery on, his, on his leg. So. Oh, right. Okay. I did not know that. There you go. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. So I think it was four to six. So that's why Brody Jones was a good pickup who actually... Um, had a pretty good game, 43 and 72 minutes. So you take that, 38 tackles with only one miss. Um, yeah, I still think he keeps an edge spot um, for a few weeks. It will be interesting to see what they do with Mitch Barnett, but they seem to be happy Mitch, uh, switching Mitch Barnett and Swaso Sue at lock. But if Mitch Pierce comes back, then things get shaken up a little bit with Jake Cliff, uh, with uh, Connor Watson going back to yeah. the bench and you know what they do there becomes a bit of a mess. They might push push um, Mitch Barnett into into an edge role. And maybe Brady yeah. Jones back to the bench. So, yeah. So that'll be an interesting shakeup next week to see how that pans out. But um, just talking on those two players that I said before, Jaden Braley with a fifty-two from eighty minutes, which is good to see him get back to you know decent uh, scores. He should be going up from that as well. I don't see him you know doing too much uh, less than a fifty score each week unless he has you know a huge amount of demerits like he did last week. Um, but Connor Watson, uh, of course, he was playing at 5'8", but um, 24 from the 80 minutes. Didn't really do much attacking-wise. Um, how do you see him going forward? Um, yes, yeah, yeah. the, the yeah. big side was... I've had a, a lot of head noise about Connor Watson. Um, I think what I will be doing is I can't afford to trade him out. He's such a handy Julie, um, and... I think I've got issues elsewhere in my team to be going in and trading out, um, especially when we know what he can produce. So I think that he just... When when I watched this game, he seemed to palm it off a lot to his front rowers why they had such huge run meters. Connor Watson didn't have... Like, he started 138 run meters, but he didn't have the impact that he normally does where he breaks a few tackles. And yeah. he normally makes more tackles than that as well, um, Connor Watson. So, look... I think this is probably absolute base for him, um, this 24. Uh, it's been his lowest score of the season, very comfortably so. Um, I wouldn't be too worried. I think even if he goes back to um, the forwards next week, yeah, yeah. Bench roll, he probably it gets you know decent minutes, probably get, plays 40 or 50 minutes and scores better still because he's not relying on, uh, you know, he doesn't need to ball play. He can just run yeah. and run across the line, break a few tackles, do whatever he wants. So... I think that he'll be he'll be okay for a few weeks, uh, and maybe once he's sorting out your team, um, you know, for the last few weeks, you can you can trade him out and bring in a gun if you can upgrade him somewhere. Yeah, I think I wouldn't be rushing to get Watson out of my team. Yes, he's made a lot of cash and has probably um, peaked, but um, he's very handy to have. And I think him going back to that bench forward rotation is going to do him wonders. Like he was scoring fifty, he was averaging fifty from that position. So um, I'd take that any week from a, a bench Julie as well. Um, any other news on these these nights? Bradman Best, uh, actually. Yeah, Bradman Best, yeah, I was going to um, say that, yeah. Yeah, it's huge. I've, I've been backing him to actually have a big year, and so he's been a little underwhelming, but this game, he got early ball and was looking really good. Um, he made 31 points in 43 minutes, um, so I reckon he was on track for a 50-plus score here. Um, but, and that's syndesmosis. Yeah, copped a syndesmosis injury for the yeah, second time this year, and is out for six to eight that's weeks, right. um, I think. Um, was the word I got from the NRL physio. So, um, yeah, that's rough. And I think I had a look before, and he was owned by something like 4.9%, and he's a sell, um, unfortunately. Um, 
you know, yeah. maybe maybe can be a pickup later on. Or if you're somehow, you know, you don't have very many trades or you can afford to sit on your bench, maybe do that. But I wouldn't. Uh, I'd be trading him out with the cash that, um, with how much he's, he's worth, I would trade him out, unfortunately. Yep. Agreed. A lot more talking points on that game than I thought there would be, to be honest. Yeah. It took a bit. But um, yeah, there's a there's a few players there to keep an eye on, I guess, with Bradman best out where Brody Jones, he goes to centers or if he just goes back to the bench or if they bring in like Shibasaki or if, you know, Tuala stays in the squad to see what happens there. Or Kurt Mann even stays in the centers. He played a decent game from there as well, scored a try. Um, anyway, moving on to the next game, which was the bah, bah, bah. Oh, do you want to skip this game or no? The actual main to... game. Let's get yeah, around it. <laughs> so the Raptors got uh, Raptors. Raiders got their first win uh, in seven rounds or something Since like that. Magic oh, actually, round. yeah, they beat the the Bulldogs in Magic Round. Good job there. But um, yeah, decent decent win. Thirty eight to sixteen looked red hot uh, with Simonson at the back, Jack White and taking control. Uh, why don't you run us through it? Yeah, well, I'm going to talk about the boys here. And, um, yeah, we look pretty good here. Um, I don't know if we look really good or the Broncos, but a shit. But, no, the Raiders look really good. I'm just going to stay, stay with that. Um, Bathurst Lions look pretty good at fullback. A um, couple of try assists, um, 243 run meters, tackle breaks, line breaks. Geez, actually, he had stats and everything. Just didn't make a tackle all night, apparently. Um, yeah, so that that's handy for him, um, and we'll be rewarding the people who had him from the start just as a as a place filler because he was a basement price. Um, you know, he'll probably earn himself a few price rises here, and if he stays at fullback, um, you know, he could score decently, I guess, if um, he stays in the attacking stats um, column. But that's all right. Matthew Tomoko also looked pretty good as well. He smashed at sixty eight with no, he didn't have tries, had sort of tackle breaks. He had a heap of tackles, actually. 32 tackles with only one miss, so that's big from him. Um, don't know how he's priced, actually. Might have a quick look at he's that. A, he'll he's probably be around 300k, I'd say. 275. At the end of the yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, he's interesting. Um, you know, question mark. He probably was going to keep his spot for a little while, I dare say, but um, yeah, it was good. Um, actually, Rapner was very underwhelming. Um he, yeah, 20, 20 fantasy points for him. Um, but Jack White, the man that I tipped to have a huge round, 63. I mean, you'll take that from him, not the score I thought he was going to get. But, um, yeah, it's pretty handy compared to what he's been around the last few weeks. Um, but try help that score. Um, who else? Josh Papali, uh, 70 from 50 minutes. Decent minutes and scored a try as well. Um, he looked good, I thought. I was very happy with his performance. Um yeah, he was allowed just to run as well, run for 178 meters. So that was uh, that was pretty handy. Yeah, uh, see, it's it's very good to note that if he gets around that 50 minute mark, 50 plus minutes, he generally scores quite well. But um, he'll yeah. definitely be an origin um, for the next game, and I probably wouldn't look at him to pick up until later in the season. But yeah. um, that's only if you see the Raiders, you know, getting on the front foot and giving him the opportunities to break those tackles. Because when the Raiders are behind, probably he isn't really playing at his best, but when they're ahead, oh, geez, he looks good. Look, we are, actually, we're only in 10th, we're in 10th spot at the moment, so we're a genuine shout for, you know, top eight here, we're coming, it's, uh, nah, no worries here, we'll take, uh, we'll take the Dragons or the Cowboys spot, that's all right. Oh, no easy, worries. there's like, there's Catch. like six or seven teams on 12 points, um, and all fighting for that, um, you know, eighth and seventh spot, so, uh, you, yeah, pretty, pretty comfortable chance if you can hit some form, um, but it's going to hurt not having, you know, Jared Croker, <laughs> Um, Chans, all those kind of players in the squad. Yeah. Um, not to mention George Williams, who was your main half. I mean, yeah. <laughs> George, who needs him? Um. <laughs> anyway, talking about these uh, Broncos boys now, um, not a lot of huge scores in the team. Uh, pretty happy if you held on to Tyson Gamble. Got pretty lucky there. He came into the squad late uh, with an injury to Albert Kelly and scored 61 with a try. Good to see that. Uh, if you held on to him, Jack, uh, Jake Turpin as well, got 55 in 58 minutes. Um, so I don't think a lot of people still have Turpin, but he is pumping out decent scores in only 50 minutes, which is, which is surprising to see. Like in that, in his 58 minute stint, he made 47 tackles, which most hookers, you know, make over the whole game. So that's, uh, that was pretty interesting to see. I guess that was probably because they're on the back foot a lot of the time. Uh, popular fantasy options in Haas and TPJ only scored in the mid forties. 
Um, TPJ just seems to be suffering recently. So many missed tackles. He's still making tackle busts and making offloads, but geez, he's missing a lot of tackles uh, recently, which is making him really suffer. And Haas just, I don't think he's getting the minutes um, at the moment. You know, if he gets 60 plus minutes, he generally scores around the 55 mark plus, but um, yeah, he's really suffering when he doesn't get those kind of minutes. Uh, He only scored a 48 in 54 minutes on the weekend. So um, yeah, that's him. I thought I tipped Farnworth to go well, but because of the the late shuffle there with uh, Xavier Coates doing his hamstring, um, he moved to the wing and Tessie New came in. Um, Farnworth still got a 33, which isn't too bad. I think he was he was playing on the wing, wasn't he? I don't think he moved into centres. He played at centres. Jesse Arthur's, I think, pushed to ah, okay. wing, or Dale Copley might have pushed to a wing. Actually, I'm not sure, but I think he played. I'm pretty sure he played in the centres. Um, and Tessie New to fullback. Yep. Okay, so it's not a bad score, 33, but um, Tessie New coming into fullback, which, I don't know, he's been on the outside of the, the squad since the early rounds when he was dropped alongside Ricky and Milford. Um, him coming back in didn't look terrible, but, you know, didn't really create too much for the Broncos and only got a 33. Um, surprised if anyone held on to him, but apparently he's in 8% of teams still, so that seems crazy to me. At Tom, I think uh, I'm looking at you there. <laughs> <laughs> Does he actually still hold? Is he holding? Pretty sure, yeah. Oh, God. Gross. <laughs> anyway, is there anyone you wanted to talk to there? I think pretty standard from the Broncos there. Nothing too special. Um, Kane Haas, actually. Although I did want to say that I don't think his minutes are really the issue. I think that he's struggling, you know, because he is literally carrying this team. Um, you know, he's uh, Tom put it to me this way. He said, "Look, he's um, he's not like he's <laughs> no one's bending the line for him to sort of." you know, get the get a run off the back of. Like, no one's offloading to him and letting him just run because that's what would happen last year. It was like Lodge would have a really good run, bend the line a little bit, offload it, and then he'd have a little bit of space in front of him where he can palm off a few people, maybe make a line break or get some attacking stats here and there. But at the moment, he's just running into a wall of defense um, with no one running with him for him, you know, to have the opportunity to just a little palm off or something like that. He's, oh, yeah. he's just, I think, struggling because of the quality of the blokes around him. Um, you know, as bad as that sounds, but... Yeah, Even just a quick play the ball for him to get off off yeah. the front of like that's that's really all he needs to you know get a get his head through the line and maybe an offload to a a second row or a, a half coming through that's really He's all not he needs. Really got the yeah. So oh well, look, yeah, not not maybe his year for fantasy, but could be still be a cheeky pickup for the run home if he um you know, produces some good scores. We know he's, he's capable of it and um pulling stuff out of his ass. So yeah, hopefully he <laughs> has a good run home. Dropping a lot of cash at the moment. Like his break-in yeah. was 89 this week and he barely scraped to 50. So he's going to drop another 40 to 50K and he's going to be, you know, under well, close to 650K in the next couple of weeks and probably around that 650K for the run home. So definitely a decent um, option to look at. I agree. Any other, any other talking points here? No, nah, that's about it, I think. Too easy. Moving on to the first Sunday game, we had the Warriors take on the Storm. Um... I thought this was going to be a good game, but it turned out to be a blowout for the Storm, which kind of happens a lot um, for, for the Storm most games. Um, how'd you see it? Um, yeah, a bit of a frustrating game for me. I'll talk about the Warriors just because Adam Fennell Blake just did me dirty here. But <laughs> um, yeah, it was good to see um, firstly Cam Amalo, uh, last game for the Warriors, um, smash out, get actually a spot in the team to start and yeah. then get a hat-trick. Um, it's been emotional watching him um, no breakdown after the game, but it was great to see him actually have a cracking game. Three tries, you know, love to see it. Um, to our RTS, you know, 46 from fullback. That's nice if you're handy if you held on to him. I don't think he's owned by too many people. Um, he's owned by, oh, still 11% of people. So oh, wow. So quite a few, actually. Um, but, yeah, he's rewarding people. Um, actually, the big thing here is Chanel Harris-DeVita uh, copped an injury of some sort, I think. Um and that might open the door for Sean O'Sullivan to come in and um, earn a spot back at back in the halves. So Ooh, that makes okay. things very interesting. Um, but, do you reckon yeah, that's going to happen? Or do you think oh. they're going to put um, Walsh in there and leave RTS at fullback like they did last time? Uh, oh, they could do. Um, I don't know. I think Reese Walsh has been really good at fullback. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. know. They could do that. We'll wait and see, I think. Wait till team list. Yeah. <laughs> Um, who else had to talk about? Wade Egan still getting, you know, close to 80 minutes. He went off at the HIA, I'm pretty sure. So, only reason he didn't play 80. Toe Harris smashed out 71. Love to see it. And um, Josh Curran, workhorse, who's in everything. So, 46 from 58 minutes, which is great. 
Still would like him to play 80, though. Um, actually, and the bloke I wanted to talk about, Adam Bike, got decent minutes, actually, 50 minutes. Uh, only managed at 27. Just didn't really have the the carries. Um, I didn't see him get a lot of ball when they were strolling up the field. So um, only had 80 run meters from eight hit-ups. Um, so that was a bit frustrating for me. Normally, he's up around the, you know, 14 hit-ups for 100 plus meters um it's the territory he's normally used to hitting but i guess they might have been taking a little easy on him for his first game back from his knee injury so um yeah, i can give him a bit of time and he'll he'll warm up yeah i guess yeah, the, he was looking like a gun at the start of the year so yeah absolutely and i guess the main question is um are we are we as a podcast are we going to just say tohu harris is a must-have player now is that is that where we're going yeah, he's just the most consistent player in fantasy at the moment so um besides nathan cleary obviously um yeah. yeah, he averages sixty-five a game. Like that's that's incredible. And yeah, when you look at his stats, they're not. There's no barely any demerits. There's you know fifty plus tackles to his name each week, hundred meters. I mean, can't go wrong with him really. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Um, anyway, moving on to the Storm team. Um, had an absolute blinder. Did Brendan Smith again? Um, I hate seeing it every week because I have to come onto this podcast and then still say he's a he's a sell. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think. He's he's scoring well, and a lot of people have him. Like he's in nearly twenty percent of teams. Um, have we changed our tune on him yet? Do you see him staying in the same kind of role uh, going into, I guess, the the run home? Sorry, is this Brandon Smith? You mean Brandon Smith? Yeah. Did I say Brandon? Oh, yeah. Smith. Yep. Um, <laughs> look, I was only thinking about this the other day, and. <laughs> I, I don't know. Look, I <laughs> I don't know. I've called him a sell so many times this year and he keeps pumping out good scores. So it's giving me the shits a little bit. But um, <laughs> I think just because he keeps bullying his way over for tries that he's yeah. scoring really well. He's, made, he's got tackle breaks. Um, he's got I six think, tries in the last six games. Hate I it. think that... If he doesn't, if he doesn't score a try here, he probably ends up around the high forties mark, which is still reasonably handy. So yeah, look, you can you can still have him in your team. I don't think it's going to be that bad. I think he's just going to be one of those players who's involved in everything. So um, yeah, look, I don't mind it if you have him in your squad. I also don't don't hate selling him. Fair enough. I don't know, that's a such a sitting. That's such a sitting on the fence yeah. answer. So <laughs> take it for what you will. Don't love it. Don't hate it. I think. I mean, if you have him, I I think keep him for now until after Origin. But uh, I think just towards the run home of um of the season, with Harry Grant back into the team and probably vying for more minutes, um, he's probably not going to get the scores that he's been getting over the last couple of weeks. Like he's been averaging around seventy for the last couple of weeks, which is enormous. Um. But I don't think I don't see him getting that back to the towards the back end of the season. So he might be a sell. But for now, yeah, keep riding those uh, scores because he's uh, scoring tries and getting big, um, big minutes and lots of tackle bus every week. So good to see. Uh, Jerome Hughes as well played quite well. Got a try, seventy six points. He's an absolute gun in the halves. If you can get him in now, I mean, you'll be paying a premium for him. But yeah, it's well worth it. He's been playing really well. Josh Adokar backed up Origin with a try in fifty eight. Uh, the only other real fantasy, uh, big big fantasy players in this team are Grant, Hines, and Olam. Uh, Grant got a 48 and 59 minutes with a try, which is good uh, for him. Bad for fantasy owners who don't have him yet because we really want to see his price plummet so we can pick him up. But it doesn't seem to be um, going down at the rate that I'd like anyway because I know I want to pick him up after Origin finishes. Um, it is going down. He's down about 150k on his starting price, but... Um, would love to see him go below 600k so I can actually afford him and get him in for my team. Uh, outside of that, there's Nico Hines, who got a 45. I think most of those points were from tackle busts in his goals. So um, didn't do a lot of attacking work in this game, was kind of just a support player for most of it, um, but still played quite well and got a good score. And Justin Olam finally came back uh, with a good score of 43. Um, didn't uh, didn't have too many attacking stats, just had that one uh, line break try and a couple tackle busts, and that was really it from him, and that was enough to get him a 43. So um, pretty good signs from Olam, but yeah, needs to keep keep a bit of consistency to his name because he's uh, struggling to get those every week with those single-digit scores. So um, hopefully he keeps that up. Outside of that, I think that's pretty much it for the Storm. Yeah, I agree. Cameron Munster actually produced one of his um, sort of Cameron Munster-esque scores, so down to a 32. Um, it's all underwhelming if you hold on to him. So, yeah, that's probably yeah. otherwise about it. We so were probably saying he's a sell, right? We've been saying he's a sell for a while, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. A lot of yeah. people came to us and sort of said, do we hold on to him or do you like these trades? And I really like the trades. A lot of people traded him to Moses or something like that. So I really liked those trades. They were pretty handy. 
Um, yeah, absolutely. It's looking a bit sideways now when you look back on it in hindsight, but I think long-term Moses is the is the right pick, uh, which as we move on to it uh, in the Parramatta Tigers game, we'll talk about that as yes. well. Parramatta getting the uh, the bickies over the Tigers with 40 to 12. Um, Parramatta ran away with it in the end. It was looking like a, a decent game until um, Bloor got sent off and Parramatta scored three tries in the space of like five minutes, which um, I really enjoyed watching. Um, yeah. But yeah, how'd you see it? Yeah, look, I'm going to talk about the Tigs. I'll let you talk about your boys. Um, so, yeah, very underwhelming scores, pretty well across the board. Dane Laurie, um, 21. I'm pretty sure he copped a head knock and didn't play the 80. Um, so from him, that's a very underwhelming score. Um, and he'll probably, he'll probably lose a bit of cash, but, you know, if you can afford to keep him in your team, I probably would just for um, just for the sake of holding, of saving trades and whatnot. Um, it's not a bad bench player to have if you can play him. Uh, Look, actually, Adam Dewey, um, he was on negative nine at one stage, so he's done well to only get negative four here. <laughs> but he missed six tackles, made a couple of errors. Um, yeah, not not his day, Adam Dewey, and copped an injury of some sort. Oh, no, head knock, I think, and then didn't come back on, failed his HIA. I'm pretty sure yeah. that's what happened. So, yeah, he'll be back. Um, just will lose a heap of cash now, which is things he'll love to see. Um Billy Walters was someone that I was kind of interested in. I, you know, I was intrigued to see how he'd go more for deep fantasy, uh, deep draft leagues, um, more so than classic, but only an 18 from 80 minutes. So that was not great science from yeah. him. Um, missed a shit ton of tackles, missed seven tackles um, and sort of didn't do a whole lot. Um, Luke Brooks seems to do all the kicking. Um, so that makes things interesting for, for him and for the Tigs um, if you want to pick up if Luke Brooks is someone that you have still or, you know, looking to pick up, um, you don't mind that. Um, Jacob Little keeps scoring tries for whatever reason, um, 58 and 80 minutes. So, yeah, don't mind that. Earning himself price rises. Other than that, everyone else is a little fantasy relevant. Alex Twile um, produced a, you know, a decent score, 45 and 59 minutes. So he's getting, his, getting some decent minutes here. Could be better, but could be a lot worse. So don't mind that from him if you're want to pick up someone um, someone like that. Otherwise, it's probably about it from the ticks here, I think. Yeah, not too much to talk about in that team, but plenty of options in this Parramatta team. Um, yeah. Isaiah Papali'i finally bouncing back to a good score with 77 points from 72 minutes. Uh, did get a sin bin at the end uh, because he tried to... Um, <laughs> Uh, he tried to kneel down to make a, a safer tackle, but um, yeah, oh, you reckon, accidentally, you reckon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> accidentally put one into the head of the yeah. of the attacking player. So I can't even remember who it was. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, unfortunate for him. He could have been over an eighty, but yeah, seventy-seven still very good for him considering his sub-pass scores. So uh, props to anyone who held on to him. Uh, Moses as well is probably the big one for me. Bounced back with a 74. That second half um, period where he kind of took control of the game when the Tigers were down a player was um, really good to see. That's the kind of uh, player Moses needs to be to produce these kind of scores. And that's very few and far between over the last couple of weeks. Um, he's been struggling to to do that. But um, it, hopefully that sparks a bit of form for him and he can start doing that uh, moving in towards the end of the season because he's going to need those kind of performances to keep up the scoring. Did have a try in that game and did have a lot of goals. But uh, if you break it down just to his attacking stats, he only really had a try assist and one line one line break, I think it would have been, because his that try was too. a line break. Yeah, so... Oh, but yeah, I think because one of those line breaks was a try that he scored. So mm. really, in terms of attacking players, didn't really do a ton, but did a lot um, on his own um, to boost his scores. So hopefully see more of that from him, see more of him running the ball would be good. Uh, Gutho as well, just doing a, a typical Gutho performance, 69 from 69 minutes. Oh, look at that. Double Beautiful. nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Joey Lusick is the interesting one for me. Um, played the entire 80 minutes, scored a try and got 61 points. Uh, bargain basement price. And Mahoney, I know he's only out for like three to four weeks, but um, are you interested? Uh yeah um he's out indefinitely isn't he um Reed Marnie I don't don't know how long he's out for exactly I don't know if there's a time frame on it I but I thought it was a short term shoulder uh, uh, injury thought it could have but... been potentially sort of mid term but I I liked him um last you know from TRT when we spoke about him and Tom sort of poo pooed me and said you know Will Smith would come into this team blah blah <laughs> but no cop that Joey Lawson is a gun he looked good too I I really liked him like the looks of him um could have copped a second try here. You know, leading to Sean Bloor's sim binning was held back when um, yeah. Dillbags made that line break. So, you know, could potentially have had a um, 
a larger score, but you know, someone to you know you can potentially cash out to um, here. He might only uh, look. Let's say um, he comes. Um, Reed Miner comes back round eighteen. You only pick him up for three weeks then. So don't know. It depends if you if you find that's worth it. He might make maybe eighty k. Um, have a pretty low break even. So you know, if that's worth it to you and you can afford the trades, then yeah, don't mind it. Um, or if you see, or if there's some news coming out saying that Red Miner's out for longer, yeah, I like it. Otherwise, if he's uh, out. Yeah, he needs to be out for longer, I reckon, because Parramatta don't play round 17 by, so then he only would play the next two rounds if Reed Mione was back in, be playing, in the oh, short yeah, 15 term. and 16, yeah. So not great price rises. He would still make cash, definitely, but um, just not as much as you'd like to see. Um, mm. But yeah, if it's in, if it's a longer term one, and like you said, a bit more indefinite, then absolutely Joey Lusick is an absolute must-have. So keep an eye on that uh, news around Mahoney. Uh, outside of that, I think that's pretty much it from Parramatta. Tom Opacek, 35, um, not too bad. I guess the biggest disappointment was Madison with only 31 uh, from 53 minutes as well. So that was the main thing. Didn't play the whole game um, on his end. So I think it's like we've been saying, it comes kind of at the expense of the other edge player um, between Papali'i and Madison. So one player does well, the other player doesn't do so well. So that's what it seems like between these two. And if you're happy to ride those waves, then uh, feel free to get on them. Outside of that, anything else? No, that's about it. I think pretty happy. Too easy. Moving on to the last game of the round, which uh, just happened. The Bulldogs take took on the Dragons and came away with the Chocolates. The Dogs uh, looked pretty good. Avrilo absolutely on fire, like we touched on at the start of this pod. Um, and Elliot basically just walked over the line for that try. I don't know what the, the Dragons defense was doing. Um, but yeah, take us through it. I loved watching this game. It was so good to watch the Dogs do well. Um, but look, fantasy... Wise Nick Manny played fullback and he looked pretty good actually. Um, looked pretty safe as houses. He 218 run meters, couple tackle breaks, um, couple offloads. You know a few stats here and there. Um, worked his way to a 54 in 80 minutes. Um, the big man Jake Avrilo, couple of couple of uh, meat pies for a 99 in 80 minutes. Uh, was sort of in everything. Um, line breaks, tackle breaks, kicked goals. Um, 566 kick meters looked great. So. Um, that was that was good to see, and is looming as a definite keeper option. Centers, um, it's even someone that you'd look to bring in almost if you don't have him. Um, I think he's getting to that sort of level where he's smashed. He's averaging, I think, he's four or five round average would be around sixty or seventy. Um, so he's five round it. average is sixty five point two. There you go, there you huge. Go. So yeah, bang, um, love that. Is definitely a buy. Um, which so what do you reckon? Fun. I guess that's a big question and probably a question that a lot of coaches would have um, that sold Avrilo uh, in the early uh, part of the season when he was dropped for a little bit. Um, do you see Flanagan coming back in, taking all these kick meters from him, taking those attacking opportunities from him? What do you what do you see happening when Flanagan comes back? Because most likely Flanagan's coming back in this squad, right? He was 18th man for this game. Yeah, I don't know. Um, don't know what they do here because, look, Brandon Wakeham didn't really do a whole lot. Uh, like, it didn't look bad, but, you know, put a few good shots on, you know, a few little good little kicks here and there. But uh, it was a Jack Avrilo show. Uh, Lockie Lewis, I think he comes back from injury next round. I think he did a calf or something along those lines or whatever happened to him. So I suppose you see more come TLT um, if they have two fit halves, whether they, you know, see Brandon Wakeham as the best six that they have. Um yeah. Or if they think that Lockheed Lewis or Carflanning can do better, but so I would just sit and wait on that. Because um, if so, I mean Brandon Wakeham did some of the kicking, oh, 151 meters still from Brandon Wakeham. So I don't know, it kind of depends. Um, but Avrilo's attacking stats still kind of show that I, I, you can't take him away from this halfback role, right? He's just too good at the moment. Um, so I He's think providing. A lot of points for this dog's team. I've yeah. noticed he's, you know, his his kicks, albeit like he looks a bit, he doesn't look as pacey as some of the halves out there, like moving the team around, playing, you know, moving around the field quite quickly. But his kicks are actually pretty accurate, like close to the line, and he actually makes some decent um, attacking plays. That's, I think, the thing that the Bulldogs need. That that not like not perfect, but the consistency of his yeah. his play is probably what they're after. Um, and I think that's it's paid it's paid off in this game, that's for sure. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it looked good. Um so I'd get him in. Um look. Luke Thompson scored his decent score, a little frustrating. Um, you know, he yeah, 
you can't really fault his performance. Um, just a few less minutes than normal. Um, Adam Elliott bounced back with a great score. Um, yeah, as he said, he waltzed over for that try. Uh, helped him wait on his way to a 75. And Josh Jackson was a bit of a workhorse. Got 58 and 66 minutes, including a sin bin, which um, yeah, you know, kind of came out of the blue. But yeah, he, he looked good as well. So... You know, these are all sort of players that I would kind of be looking at, maybe less Adam Elliott, because uh, he's, you know, given his fantasy scores of the last month have been around, you know, 30s and, you know, low 40s maybe. Um, but they've got, they play the next buy. So Josh Jackson, Luke Thompson, I think are interesting uh, prospects. And Jeremy Marshall King, if he's going to keep playing 80, um, I like that too. With Sienna Katoa not getting on the park. Yeah, so, otherwise, yeah. I think um, I, I've really liked Josh Jackson, actually. He didn't put a foot wrong this game until he got sin-binned. Um, had 170 metres, made 39 tackles and three tackle breaks. No demerits until the sin-binning with a 58, which is enormous from a yep. lock forward. Um, he's very cheap as well, and he's he's lost a bit of cash um, over the last few weeks. So he's down to uh, 613k, which is... Um, very cheap. Like he's uh, definitely a pot option uh, and a dual position middle and edge. So I'd be keeping an eye on Josh Jackson if you need an extra edge and you, you're you know short on cash and can't afford the players, you know, in the likes of what TPJ, Tohu Harris, Angus Crichton, those kind of players. So definitely one to keep an eye on. I agree. Uh, outside of that, I guess we move on to the Dragons. Uh, McCulloch had a had a pretty good game. No demerits. Made 62 tackles, which is. Uh, pretty McCulloch-esque, only made 17 metres, that sounds about right from him. Mm. Um, scored 59 points, which is good. Uh, Corey Norman as well had a big game. Ben Hunt was quite quiet in this game, so Corey Norman did a lot more of the ball playing and a lot more of the kicking as well. So 430 kick metres and 25 tackles for him um, is pretty good on his way to a 57. It's kind of disappointing when you see Corey Norman do well and then you know Ben Hunt's just not done anything at all. So Ben Hunt had a had a 31 from his 80 minutes. Um, pretty good play to pick up for the for the buy round, but geez, I don't know long term if he's going to be as consistent as fantasy coaches want him, and he's uh, uh, burning a hole in my head trying to think of how to how, whether to keep him or what to yeah, do with him. Yeah, likely to be brought into the Origin squad as well. I I reckon I reckon he'll play utility. Um, yeah. It's something that the Maroons needed. So, yeah, if you've brought him in for the buy round, you might have might have burned a trade a little bit. Yeah, it's a bit unfortunate. But, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's, they needed that uh, Queensland as well. Like, Brimson just didn't bring that kind of utility that they needed. And I think Ben Hunt has a bit more, uh, a few more strings to his bow, but if I was to say, yeah. Mm. Um, outside of that, Jack Bird did quite well. 45 on an edge there, played 80 minutes, which is good. Uh, didn't need a try this week to get a good score, which is uh, good to see. Made 40 tackles, so a lot more um, defending for his score. Um, Jackson Ford had a had a subpar score, and I think that came because DeBellin got uh, a couple more minutes. I think he only played 20-odd minutes last yeah. week or 25 minutes last week, DeBellin, but he played closer to 40 this week. So uh, getting closer there to um, getting big minutes, DeBellin and Ford suffering um, because of that at the moment. But from outside of those two players, I don't think many others are fantasy relevant unless you have Dufty, I guess, as a point of difference. But um, he had a pretty rough game with them getting uh, pretty much rolled by the dogs, really. They didn't really have much uh, on the front foot there, the Dragons. So Dufty only got a 13 from his 80 minutes. Yeah, I think the only other player that some people might have brought in, uh, Jared Beal, uh, in 4.3% of team, probably one of the last few games he plays, depending on if, uh, how far away Lomax oh, yeah. is. He wasn't yeah. in the squad this week. So, um, you know, he could be a week or two away, um, not rushing him back, but he didn't have heaps of attacking stats to only, only a 21. Um, you know, a couple of demerits here and there. So, yeah. He bounced back. He's still still going to make a bit of cash, I'd say. If you so, if he if he plays next week, then you know hold on to him for the moment. I think he's in what, like four percent of teams, maybe five. Yeah. He's got a negative two break even, so he'll yeah, still yeah. make a bit of cash. But as long as he stays in the team for the next two three weeks, he'll you know make that um, and then probably peak. I'd say. Don't mm. see him scoring fifties every week like he did for the first two. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and that's just about it. Do you have any any overall thoughts? I guess from the week that was. No, look, um, cracking around, you know, I think there was a, a few subpar fantasy scores across the board. So um, maybe some big, you know, hopefully positive moves for all the coaches out there. Um, yeah, so don't mind it. Yeah, looking forward to having um, a lot of my Origin players back this week. Um, can't oh, wait yes. For... I really need Pappenhausen back. I think that's the main one. I've held on to him because I just didn't want to make that trade because I don't yeah. have a lot of trades left. Um, but yeah, really need him back. 
Yeah, I read something saying that round 16 potential, and I honestly, I think that he doesn't get picked for origin um, as well if he comes back um, round 16. I think that he just hasn't played enough footy, um, and they won't want to risk too well. They didn't even need him, did they? They, they played exactly. so well. They were very exactly. solid. And you um, can't really – it's not like you can drop him. I guess you, you could maybe drop Jack Whiten, but I wouldn't. Um, I think that Puppy isn't going to be as good if he gets thrown into like a front row role compared to Jack Whiten if he did. Yeah. Um, or something on those lines anyway. So, And I think they wouldn't, as I said, wouldn't risk him. So I think that um, that's a positive for him if he comes back around around 16, that um, he should actually, you know, play a few more games for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Mooney. Um, we'll talk to you again soon for Team Lists. No dramas. Looking forward to TLT. Thanks, mate. Yes. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. Look out for our Round 15 Team Lists come Wednesday.